The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Bradley Sow, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. It's a hybrid mailbag Nick Broker interview Talk of Champions. I'm breaking the traditional format. Usually it's a mailbag or a regular podcast with a guest. Today I'm mixing the two because you guys love your mailbags. So we're doing one. Hey, buddy, what's up? What's up, Ben? How's it going? Good. How you feeling? Good, good, man. Just, um, you know, started a, a travel softball team so Uh-oh. i found myself a couple nights a week um actually recruiting which is um i will say this i went uh, so the first 11 that i called was a yes i only got one no and the only reason why i was a no is because she was already on a team and i, I had a, one more i have a couple more targets tonight i pitched one i got like an on the fencer so uh, i just have to keep thinking of ways to, to get these these kids to come play so if anybody's listening to this if they have a 10u girl that can play a little bit um give me a shout and um she can be on my team in oxford i need you to get gracie hitting the ball pretty well and catching it on her own she's nine she doesn't listen to me get the face dude the face mask is the key you get them in that little face mask and Why? they because that way you can actually throw it at them, and if it hit, if it, they miss it, it doesn't black their eye. It hits them in the face mask. So I, I had this. Trust me, I just had this hole falling out over the last fall. My daughter's going to learn to catch the ball, and we're going outside, and she's going to have that face mask on. She's going to take a bunch off the face mask, but she knows how to catch now. So we we got it. We got it right. It's also child abuse. <laughs> no, dude, she she can catch. Put she, on she your mask. Play. Put on your mask. I'm hitting you with the ball in the face. Average velocity. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's similar. But you know what? She's a good first baseman now, and I'm proud of her. Got a bunch of mailbag questions. Asked for mailbag questions late on Monday. And here y'all come with 40 in three hours. That's nuts. 40 questions for the mailbag. Nick Broker coming up on the Modern Women phone line. Before we open it up and get it started, is there anything you, Bradley Sal, who raised a little bit of a stir Kicked the hornet's nest over the weekend. Posted something about Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg. Is there anything you want to say tonight on this Monday night as we record for Tuesday morning about the whole situation? Yeah, nothing yet, man. And obviously I checked on it. I've been checking on this pretty hard. Um, yeah, everything's kind of kind of is where it is right now. 
Um, I know they're pushing hard. Lane and staff are working their tails off, um, you know, to close this deal. Just a couple of little things holding it up. But, um, you know, I think they're pretty optimistic about, about, um, about getting the kids. Um, you know, it's just a matter of if we, if we can kind of figure out, um, you know, be, best way to make it happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I think we're going to know pretty soon. I think it's getting really close, but, um, you know, you don't want to say anything, put anything out there that, um, that could hurt the process or, or, or put any, anybody on, on blast. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel, I feel, I feel confident, but you know, like, like I said, a lot of things could, a lot of things could happen here, but, um, yeah, at some point I look forward to kind of going over the situation and, um, you know, explaining what, what I think's going on or what, what I know is going on and, um, how it got resolved and all that. So it, it, it'll be interesting, man. Whether Ole Miss gets them or not, do you make the promise right now to these people that you will tell them what happened? Yes, because if we don't, I will be that frustrated to where I will, <laughs> I will be more than. I happy. know you will if they don't. If they do, do you still say something? If they do, we'll be singing some praises. That's for dang sure. There's some there. There will be some guys that um, that really stepped up and and um, you know did their job, so to speak, and. I will say this right now, man. Um, all the reports I'm hearing is um, Lane Kiffin has been absolutely a rock star through this. So, um, you know, he is he is doing everything in his power to to get these kids here. And um, you know, I, I think he is he is on it from uh, like they like they've never seen before. So, um, you know, hoping hoping we can pull it off. I, I know that the the kids are are um, you know definitely 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 like Ole Miss. Definitely want to be here. So. You know, let's see if we can make this happen. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. This is Talk of Champions. Nick Broker, Ole Miss offensive lineman, coming up on the Modern Women phone line. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliateofon3.com. Let's open the mailbag. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. It's mail time. This is Talk of Champions, starting with Kevin at KAC331759. Brad made a poster of the weekend. Or maybe it was late last week. I can't remember about Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg, and it created a little bit of an internet stir. So Kevin starts with this. Can Brad expand on what he meant by serious logistics regarding Dart? Yeah, I think it's, I think we're, you know, just so waiting on, you know, waiting on confirmation from, from both parties, making sure both guys are, are, are good to go. Um, you know, in this situation, I, I, I think this is a complete package deal, man. And I think that, um, you know, they're, they're just trying to make sure both guys are, are good 100%. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I could really say right now, but you know, at some point we, we, we will talk about that. You and I talked to different people in regards to Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg, but I think we both agree if Ole Miss doesn't get these kids, it's Ole Miss's fault. Yeah. 100%, man. I think that, um, I think the kids, I'll just say this. I think the kids want to be here and, you know, I think we are the leader now, you know, whether or not we end up getting them, 
that's um, that may be in the hands of, of um, you know, so, someone else. So, um, you know, let's let's just see what, where we go from here. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully the right, you know, this is handled correctly, because if it's not, um, you know, there's going to be some frustration. And, and I put that out there myself. Um, you know, it, it's going to be hard, hard pressed to to keep um, being invested in into into something like that, that, um, you know, if, if we weren't to get them, it would be hard pressed to, to want to waste much time, you know, investing, investing time in the school whenever, you know, th- things like that could happen. Darby McCraney at Darby underscore dimes. Does the newly hired DB coach Carter from Arkansas have any instant impact of recruits? It's too early. Maybe ones that he has recruited to the Razorbacks. I will deep dive into who he targeted at Arkansas, who he's recruiting. And if there's any connection with Ole Miss Maybe reach out to those prospects. It's just a little too early because it just happened on Monday. Nick Blakely, did Brad buy Dart's plane ticket? <laughs> I certainly would, um, you know, but I, I don't think that. Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we need to. He's probably got more NIL money than than you and I make. So, um, yeah, he he could probably afford his own ticket if not his own PJ. Dirty Bird thirty seven at Dirty Bird thirty seven. Ben, if you could be any Marvel character, who would you be? He's Captain America. Brad, <laughs> if you could be any Shark Tank judge or whatever it is you watch, who would you be? Um, I think I'd be Mark Cuban. I think I think that would be a um, be a source. You know, he's got he's got some decent decent bread, and you know, Mark's kind of a he's kind of smart. He's kind of a smart dude. I'll I'll take him. David Hudson at Huddy thirty two. Raphael for call or Angelton Simmons, both former shortstops for the Atlanta Braves. Simba, the best defensive shortstop in history. And I stand by that. Brooks Italiano asked Brad what he thought of Jeremiah Masoli and what he could have done in a freezer Kiffin offense. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought Masoli was was a really good dude. First off, he was a really nice guy. He had a great personality. I was kind of he kind of reminded me of Tyron Matthew. When I met him, I was like shocked by all the reports that that people had always reported about him. You know, he just was actually a great teammate and a good dude. Um, you know, just kind of shocking to hear some stuff you heard. But he was like that. He was a good dude. Um, the only thing with him is he showed up so late and, you know, probably, probably 10 pounds heavier than, than he should have been. And we didn't really know the offense great, but, um, you know, kind of, kind of came onto his own there, played decent at times throughout the year. But yeah, I think in a nowadays offense, he would, he would kill it. And, you know, I think if, if he was at Ole Miss, you know, for another year and had a full, full year at it, I think he would have been a solid, solid option for us. COVID free MD. We know the men's basketball team has been decimated by injury. But what does Kermit have to do to survive this season? Hotty toddy to the Lady Rebels basketball team. They've been great. Men's basketball beat Florida. Florida, Monday night. Second SEC win. I think Kermit gets another year. Unless the bottom completely drops out and they only win, like, what, four SEC games? I really would like to see Kermit get one more year with Matthew Morrell and Deshaun Ruffin, both of which I think are potential superstars. And Matthew's flashed a lot. Deshaun's already flashed. I yeah, think as long have, as the bottom doesn't drop out. What? Do, don't, don't we have some guys that committed a couple top 100 guys? I don't, I don't know. I don't follow basketball as much. I go watch the games, but I don't really well, know. Well, Robert Coward is a top, I want to say, 300 guy. They okay. love TJ Caldwell. He's a top 150. And Malik Ewing's like a top 250. It could have been better. Could have gotten Justin Reed's kid, but he committed to Florida. R.J. Godfrey went to Clemson. There are a couple of other guys like that, but it's a pretty good class. But the bottom line. Matthew Morrell and Deshaun Ruffin 
are coming and coming quickly. It'll be really cool to see them next year together, both having played a full year as starters in college basketball. Man, I love whoever I'm, you get in the portal. I love Brooks. I, I, what, yeah, for every a couple games I've been to, he and he's twenty five. I know he he definitely looks like he looks like a <laughs> he, looks he looks like, like a, a man, D, yeah, a D league player out there already, like just dominating college kids. But he's yeah, he is um, he's fun to watch. I, I, I enjoy watching him play. He's he's a cool. Dude. I, I wish we had him for another guy like him coming or somebody else. You know, hopefully we will get someone like that in the portal or the something. The problem is Luis Rodriguez hasn't been good this year. Sammy Hunter hasn't been good this year. You can't have that kind of dead weight on your roster. And those are two guys that they absolutely love coming out of high school. They thought Sammy Hunter was a fringe top 100 player had he been an in-the-States kid. And he hasn't done anything, nothing. And Luis Rodriguez, that's one of your glue guys. But there's hope with Matthew Morrell and Deshaun Ruffin. Not to dismiss Jamin Brakefield either. He's a multi-year guy. I just think that unless... The bottom drops out completely. Just absolute disaster. Kermit will and deserves another year. Harris Bell at HBell38. Can you still get a slug burger in New Albany? I've never heard of such. You can get a dough burger downtown. Chicken George's has the best burger in town. It's great. You know, New Albany low-key has like Mm -hmm. some some places to eat. Like New Albany is... I mean, you go there and there's all these little like hidden gems. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, it's Tallahassee kinda, Gourmet started in New Albany. A lot of stuff starts in Tupelo, New Albany area, and then it just come, comes to Oxford. It's it's El Agave. My buddy <laughs> Moses started El Agave. I love it. I love yeah, it. but we're just backwards New Albany, country hicks New Albany. <laughs> hey, but I got some good food. Y'all wear it well. You're from Hernando. It's gotten bigger up there. Hernando's a lot bigger than when I was there. Now, Hernando's the city now. That's like the city. That's the city kids. New Albany's the place to be. It's not. Barn boys, (laughs) over, under for SEC wins this year in basketball, six and a half. I feel like that's so hard. I mean, we'd literally just beat Florida tonight. We'd just beat Florida tonight. (laughs) And after, like, you just don't know. Losing by, what, 16 in Missouri, who's terrible? And then we just beat Florida. Like, I I don't understand. Like, it's It's wild. If it's under four, do we move on from Kermit? I think if it's under four, it'd be hard to keep him. Kurt Kelly at Old Dinky. Any info on Matt Corral's ankle rehab? No, not really. He's going to be fine. Joey Exotic, what's for dinner? Keto grilled cheeses for me. What about you? Um, Tonight, I had a smoothie because I went to the dentist and I went (laughs) in there with no... You did go to the dentist. I went there just thinking, hey, I'm going to get checked up, and I had to get something done to my tooth. And they like said, hey, well, I can do it today. Well, I'm like, okay, cool. Go ahead and do it. Well, I'm, all of a sudden, I find myself on my back <laughs> and during work hours. Like, I just went for a little small checkup on my back, and I get three shots in the jaw. So oh. I can't, so my, so, so my, my jaw's numb. <laughs> Um, for the whole day. So I'm like, I'm like throwing, I was like thrown away, thrown back by this, this random procedure I had in the middle of the day that I didn't think <laughs> Did I would You kind of like so, lose some of the slushy or whatever it is, the smoothie from your mouth because it was so numb. She's like, how you guys doing? It's like dripping all over your mouth and all down your shirt. Well, yeah. When yeah. I got back to work, I had like a couple calls and stuff to go on. So I'm like, man, I, I'm sorry. I sound like I have something in my mouth here, but you know, I'm slobbering. got a bunch off. of like cotton balls in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was one of those things where my mind was not set up for that to start the day, and it just kind of hit. It was weird, man. Like I can feel it like in the right side of my bottom of my jaw. Like that's how far that needle went in there. I'm like, dude, the toots up here. Like it's there's no reason to put a needle down there. My my idea of hell, seriously, my idea of hell is eternity of getting stabbed with needles in my toenail bed, 
in my gums. <laughs> Jake, this podcast very yeah. dark. Yeah. At Callaway Jake. Confidence level on signing Dart slash Trig. Oh, man. Percentage. Okay, so them them coming to Ole Miss, 50-50. Them wanting to come to Ole Miss, uh, 90%, 95%. Ooh. 50-50. That's hedging. You don't feel one particular leaning one way. I'll, I'll say this. One – uh, never mind. One of them. One of them is. I'm gonna say 99.9 percent sure. One of them is committed to Ole Miss behind closed doors, right now. At OLM Stead Inc., Brad's sharing more than he needs to, or more than he said he would. <laughs> one of them is committed. After so. Dawson Knox's NFL play, can you guys spend some time talking about Phil Longo's terrible offensive scheme? Also. Who are the best tight ends to ever play at Ole Miss? Can we ignore college stats due to bad coaching? Sure, if you're just going based on talent. But if you want to talk about Phil Longo's terrible offensive scheme, who would have guessed that only 24 plays in chasing grass would result in your tight end to get no touchdowns? None! Yeah, I just always remember Longo's offense was when it came down to having to like two-minute drill and like move the ball, it was just never... Never. Never on point there. And, and yeah, you're right. There was just like a lot of... I don't know. It's weird. It's almost like freezes offense a little bit, where everything went to the flat. You know, every other play went out to the to the flat. Or the Laquan Treadwell so, pass. Yeah. Or nothing. concussing Robert Kimdichie running him as a fullback. <laughs> oh man, you're bringing up some great memories here. This is outstanding. The best yeah, tightest he, um, to ever play at Ole Miss. Evan Ingram's number one. You know what though? I, I will say this. I, I, know, I know people think Wesley Wallace for sure. And here's it, it, you got it. There's two different tight ends now. So the modern day tight end or the old school tight end, because back in the day, Everett Ingram in a Y tight end would would not look pleasant. Yeah, yeah. But it's the game has just changed. It's 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 like trying to that tight end now is like almost a big wide receiver, and they they don't block they, that much. No, they don't. That they, they they do more cutting and um you know whack blocking or motion block. They they just you usually just bring your Y tight end. Whack block blocking sounds dirty. Well, that's, that's that's usually when the play's going one way, and the and he's coming back to take to take the defensive end. Calling it whack out, so. blocking just sounds just gross. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what's called whack. Evan Ingram, Wesley Walls, Doug Ziegler, Rufus French. Who else are we forgetting? Dude, Kenny Yeboah was a solid tight end. Oh yeah, he he made was. out the best ever. But Lawrence Lilly. Lawrence Lilly was always fun. Now that's an old school tight end right there. That is a that's a true wide tight end. Him and Doug Ziegler are wide tight ends. Big block, gonna catch a few dump passes, gonna, you know, get, hit the flat. Like, that's the good old school tight end. The ghost of William Faulkner. Can you ask Brad, boxers, briefs, or pantaloons? Just straight free balling. Just straight free balling. Don't bullshit. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I wear blue Delta jeans. I tell Nick, I was like, listen, we got a whole oh, lot of no. room for any, any other layers. So, yeah, BDJs. Um, we had to to get these things to fit. You got to eliminate a layer, man. So um, <laughs> only we're underwear. Only we're underwear when we play sports. Period. I bet you, most of you out there don't want to admit it, but you're not wearing underwear either. Everybody, <laughs> what's the point? What's it protecting you from? Well, I guess if you shit your pants, it doesn't leave a stain. All right, Kent Rushing. <laughs> 
at T4. Should we PGU. should we send Nick an invoice for that for yes. that cameo there? Good plug. Okay, Blue Delta jeans. Shit your pants. No one can tell. Can't rush him. <laughs> at T4 PGU. Does the Ole Miss baseball team start twenty and five and fail to make it to a regional? No, no. I think this team's going to be really good. Tim Oko's coming up. I've already interviewed him. Interviewed him on Monday. He's coming up as the guest on Thursday. I think they're going to be really good. They're going to make a regional. They're going to host a regional. They'll make it to a super. Can you break through and get to Omaha? Hey, would, would, Ben, how about this? Would you say that this team could could potentially be t- sort of like Arizona last year? Yes. Offensive, just uh, going to win most of their games offensively. You want a hot take? Yep. Let's hear it. Last year, they didn't have a lot of depth in the pitching staff. I think this pitching staff is deeper, better, top to bottom than last year's pitching staff. Because last year, you were so top-heavy. It was Doug, Gunner, and Taylor Broadway. Then Gunner gets hurt, and it's Doug and Taylor Broadway. And the rest of it, you had some flashes of Jack Doherty. Here and there, you had some guys perform, Brandon Johnson. But who were your consistent guys? Truly consistent guys. You didn't have Max Trophy all last year. Doug and Taylor Broadway. This year, Jack Ooh. Washburn, John Gaddis, Dylan DeLucia, Riley Maddox. I think they're going to so be better, deeper. So we've had some guys show up in the spring that, that you think are going to be surprises? I don't think they're going to be surprises. Jack Washburn was a Team USA member. John Gaddis was the ace for Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I think they're deeper. Are any of them Doug? No, of course they're not. Are any of them Gunner? No, of course they're not. But they're deeper. How about the kid from Tupelo? Is there any any reports on him? I, I, me- I remember he was um, – I think I watched him one night play Oxford. Oh, that's that one of the pre- guys that Tim brought up. Really impressed him so far. But he also pretty much brought up the entire pitching roster because he's the captain. He's not going to leave anybody out. Kopi P at Pat underscore pathetic. Are the Grizzlies for real? Yes, they're for real. Ja Morant has taken that step to where I could argue he's the best point guard in the NBA. He's the next Derrick Rose except meaner. Cole Woods at Cole Miss 22. Brad, would you rather have first and 10 on the 11-yard line or first and goal on the 10-yard line? Does the ability to get a first down without reaching the end zone change the strategy? Um, when, it, well, when it's that close to the goal line, I mean, it's essentially first and first and 10 from the 11 is essentially first and goal. I mean, trying to, 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 to get a play to be, to be stopped right inside the one to get the first down is almost very unlikely. So, um, yeah, the first down option is there, but you know, really anything inside the 15 is a lot like first and goal. I mean, I'd say probably 13 in is, is like first and goal. Cause if you're going to go all the way down to the three, um, chances are you're gonna you're gonna score. I mean, very rarely you get tackle right there at the one. So, um, yeah, I mean, anything inside that 15 is just like you know you gotta be thinking thinking scoring four there. We're gonna get right back to Bradley Sal on this edition of Talk of Champions after we hear briefly from Alan Samuels, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram of Oxford, and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. A new year brings new beginnings, a fresh start. The slate has been wiped clean. And what better way to celebrate that than with a new car? Well, if you're in the market, there's only one place you should go, and that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, 
Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Allen Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in, and I cannot say enough good things about Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. When you go, ask for Brian or Mason, they'll make sure to get you in the car that you want at a price point you can afford, and make sure to tell them the Talk of Champions sent you to take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. You can contact them today at 662-234-8000-2201 East University Avenue, 662-234-8000. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. A new year is here. It's 2022, not to mention that spring is around the corner in Oxford, Mississippi. What comes with it? The return of Ole Miss football, Ole Miss baseball. It's a special time of year in Oxford. You want to be there, right? You want to be in Swayze Field. You want to be back in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Well, the only way you can do that is if you're healthy, that you have a pharmacy you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221 or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at chaneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Chaney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Dr. Joey Freshwater, how much of an effect does waiting to commit have on NIL deals? None. The NIL deals are already agreed upon, so you know what you're going to get if you go to that school. Jay Harrison at Jay Harrison yeah. Rebel 11. Does pineapple belong on a pizza, and why is it yes? It's hell no. Who likes hot fruit? Yeah, dude. Pineapple pizza, no. No. Zero chance. That's one thing I can't do, man. I can't do the pineapple on the pizza. It just doesn't feel like pizza. It it's not pizza. Like, I don't even know, man. I don't know. Can't have it. What's the perfect pizza? It's well, I like I like a meatball pizza, which is I like meat lovers pizza. (laughs) Meat lovers. I like some meat. I love some meatball pizza. What's your favorite pizza place? Oh man, that is tough. Is there any in New Albany that I should know about? I don't know. You have everything else there. They used to have pizza shop, but that went out of business. Pizza shop's all right. Vanelli's Bistro is now a bistro because the tornado hit Tupelo. Vanelli's and Tupelo, I love their meat. Lover's Pizza. It's like sausage, Canadian bacon, pepperoni. I, I like all that kind of stuff on a pizza. Extra sausage. Yes. <laughs> Emily loves Papa John's. That was like the go-to when I was at Ole Miss because they would deliver to Stockard. Yeah. That's that's the gourmet Mississippi pizza. But Papa John's would deliver to Stockard. That's why I gained 15 pounds in like three months. <laughs> Miller Bates. At Miller Bates 4, with baseball season approaching, what does Ole Miss have to do to finally break the Mississippi State curse? Beat them. Score more runs than them. If not now, win. It's the best returning lineup Ole Miss has ever had from year to year. 
It's the entire we, lineup. We had them. I mean, yeah. we had them on the ropes down there this year. I mean, not really on the ropes, but we we were in that. Could have won that series, man. And, and you would think Taylor Broadway would. You know, if we would have went straight to him, we probably would have won that series or had a chance to win that series. But we, I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyways. Tony Jean, why has Ole Miss lost or have moved on from so many coaches? It's an individual thing. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I will say this. And, Terrell and Buckley can, has been in the works since November. That wasn't a yeah, surprise. I, I think that, yeah, I, I will say this. I can see both sides of the fence. Now, it is concerning that so many have left and not not a one of them that left became a head coach. That is kind of concerning. But at the same time, we just had a great year. A lot of these guys aren't really Ole Miss guys. And they're saying, hey, a lot of these guys are going to go to schools that maybe they either wanted to go to or alumni at or they feel like, hey, maybe better long term. So, um, you know, you can't knock them for it. As long as Lane's in there, you know, he's paid to to keep that staff to keep filling that staff up with quality guys. And you know, you got to trust him when, when it starts going South, it'll all be reflect on him. So he gets to, you know, he gets to choose his guys. And, um, you know, as long as he's there running the show, you should, you should be happy. That's what we're paying, paying him money for. So he'll fill them up. He'll fill up the spots with guys that, that he thinks, thinks are ready to go. And, um, players that, that we think are ready to play. So that's his job to do. And that's why you pay him the big bucks. The varsity at Ole Miss graduate, What's the latest on facility improvements? When can we expect work to begin on football, baseball, and softball? Already begun on football. Yeah, football baseball. was. Like, I mean, I feel like I feel like as the last player was leaving the building after exit meetings, they were ripping the building down. Like they're ready that to thing, go. That's desperately yeah, that, needed. <laughs> yeah, that thing came down fast. So I think if you look at, I don't know this for sure. I'm just shooting off the off the hip, but. You know, it looks like the the weight room is probably number one. Then I maybe maybe their starting stadium is you know st- stadium is stadium now or is it a couple of years? Right, I think it's a couple of years. Yeah, I think it's a couple of years there, and then um, you know going on from there. But there's that huge campaign that kind of broke it all down. So it's um, yeah, I think I think first thing is going to be this this weight room, which I'm excited to see. I, I hope Me it's um, I hope it's 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 definitely needed, man. That weight room has not changed one bit from the last time I lifted in it. And it had been built before I way before I had even got there. So you're talking about a twenty something year old weight room, whereas weights are, are are so much more advanced now. There's so much more, you know, better racks and different things that, that are better for the athlete and, and much easier to use. I'm talking like you could I cannot emphasize how far behind that weight room was. I mean, that weight room is, is high school level. Harris Bell at H Bell 38 is JT Daniels, a serious option for quarterback, only if they miss on Jackson Dart. They haven't engaged with him yet. They could this week, but it depends on Dart. And is there any interest in Cam Ward, or has that ship sailed? He committed and signed or enrolled at Washington State. So, yes, that ship has sailed. Mac at Mac 01122, which transfer portal player will have the most impact next season? I'll go Ishim Young. I'm thinking the linebacker. Um, Troy Brown, yeah, I like that one. Troy Man, go go watch him. Go, I mean, he is he's a tackle machine. I think that, um, I mean, I think he'll be similar similar to Campbell, and, and you know, it w- would be my thought. Maybe a, maybe a touch faster, but he is a tackle machine, man. Gray Johnson at Grayson J three. Do you think not having a quarterback from the transfer portal influenced some of these top wide receivers in the portal committing elsewhere? No. No, I don't think so at all. Jermaine Burton, look, Ole Miss offered him a good NIL deal. It didn't come close to Alabama. Not even close. It's hard to get these guys. 
I don't think it has to do with the quarterback. It's an I.O. and circumstance. Andrew at Andrew Tognolini. What has been your favorite and least favorite parts about the Dart Trig saga? Favorite part? I guess the interest people have had in it. People really want to talk about it. And they really want to know. And they're active on message boards. And they're reading stuff and they're listening and they're engaged. That's really fun. The not-so-fun part is the weight and the reasoning behind the weight. I don't know as much as Brad does, but it just sounds like, from everybody I've talked to, that this weight shouldn't have been like this. That's my least favorite part. Yeah. Hopefully it gets done, period. Well, my favorite part about it is is that we were able to go get a kid from Utah, um, you know, across the country to come over here and consider it and and do a really good job. In a week's time. I One know, and, and recruiting these guys like like you've never seen. And I'll tell you this right now, man. John David Baker is is a is a rock star when it comes to comes to um, recruiting. So he is, um, you know, he's been a lead on this and has gotten these kids across. Um, you know, I think his relationship with Trig has has been very beneficial here. Um, least favorite part is the same as you, man. I mean, I think that um, the fact that that it that can it should have been done and. And, um, you know, that they should be rebels by now is, is, is a bit frustrating that we're having to wait on, um, you know, other decisions to be made. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But um, I told one of the one of the posters on the board messaged me and um, I told him, I said, if this is any any um, glimpse of what the Arch Manning recruiting is going to be like, I want no part of that. I mean, I will you not told even- me that. I will not follow that one bit. So, yeah, I've told that to multiple people because um, people just are not very patient. And they can't handle It's hard to be patient. I get they, that. It's hard. Well, listen, I mean, literally, we've been recruiting the kids for two weeks and we've got maybe another week left, another couple of days left. And people are like, oh. Yeah, don't say dude. a week, Brad. Don't say a week. We thought something yeah. could happen on Monday. Don't say a week. They're just over it at this point. It's like, dude, like, how, how do you. We, <laughs> what we I don't like weeks. is when somebody says, all right, I'm done with him. I'm done with Jackson Dart. I'm done with Michael Trigg. I don't like the drama. It's been two weeks. <laughs> Jackson Dart wasn't thinking about Ole Miss two weeks ago. Never no, even you're... had Ole Miss on his radar in high school, certainly not when he first transferred. This is the massive decision of his college career, where he's going to go. It's his one-time penalty-free transfer. Dylan Gabriel took a month and a half. He committed to UCLA and then went to Oklahoma. This is dramatic. This isn't even that bad. No, my favorite is whenever a player hits the portal and people are like, well, we don't need them anyways. Well, I'm like, you can't say it about about 15. When 15 players hit the portal, you can't not like every player on your team. Dead River Captain. Could Kiffin be slow playing the dart commitment until Luke Altmeyer is comfortably settled into classes now for spring and no. hopefully he would not consider? No, no. He would he would have taken dark last week and the week before and right or as soon as he went to the party. Yeah, there's you don't slow play that or you, no. you end up you do not give people time to to offer these kids nil deals that that can't be matched and all this stuff. So no, he says nothing to do with Altmaier. Man, Altmaier is going to be able to compete with whoever comes in here. And Altmaier was a was a top recruit himself and showed flashes as well. So he, he's a young kid as well. So people people shouldn't look past him whatsoever. Um, you know, in an ideal world, you'd like Altmaier to 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 compete pretty hard and, and push to beat out one of these kids because that means that both kids are getting a lot better and um you know pushing each other. So um yeah I'm rooting for, for whoever comes in here. I'm rooting for Luke to 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 push him hard and, and try to beat him out. This has nothing to do 
with our opinion of Luke Altmaier. Everybody believes Luke Altmaier's got a bright future. He just can't be the only option. He needs competition. No kidding, man. And that's why people are like, hey, why is OU trying to bring it up? Because that's what good schools do. You look at Georgia's look at Georgia's quarterback roster. It's mind blowing. Three five stars and two four stars. I mean, it's it's it, it's it's mind blowing on their Oklahoma roster. But that's what you did. Just got Dylan that's Gabriel, flirted with Jackson Dart, still wants Jackson Dart, and just committed <clears throat> four star quarterback for twenty twenty three Jackson Arnold, who Ole Miss wanted. That's just what you do. That's what you do, man. Because you don't know. You know. You never know. And which kid? You just never know. Whenever all the lights turn on, what kids are actually have that it factor and which kids don't. Some of them are five stars. They look good in their high school film. They're playing God knows who, but who got that it when the lights come on? And you do not want to be stuck with, hey, we got this one kid. He's a, he's a five star. He's going to be the future. You throw him out there. He gets in the lights. He, he, he can't can't perform. And you look behind you, you, you have nobody else. This is college, man. This is not the NFL. The NFL, you get two quarterbacks, maybe a third. And in, in college, you better bring three or four good ones in there. May bring as many of that bring as many of that as will come, you know. So, so you have plenty of options, and one will always come to the top. Bastard, bastard like man. Which MLB team is almost closest to in terms of culture, vibe, success, etc.? The Braves, and maybe like the Braves did this year, Ole Miss busts down the door and wins a title. Yes, I love it. I can't wait. They're gonna somebody's gonna say Ben Garrett said Ole Miss has won the title this year. That's that's awesome. Good job, Ben. I never would have thought that the Braves would win a World Series as long as I was alive ever again. And they did. Consistently good, never winning the big one. Or trouble in the postseason. The Braves couldn't get out of the divisional round. Caleb Sailors until this year. At real Caleb Sailors, well last year too, but that season didn't count. What is Ole Miss's floor and ceiling next season if Jackson Dart is the team's quarterback? What's the floor? Um, assuming that we get everybody else, you know, around them, um, you you see, assuming you get trig and a couple others, um, you know, here down the stretch. Um, I think, I think we could, you look at our schedule it's very favorable this year. I mean, it, it starts out pretty, pretty darn good, you know, for us. So, I mean, I think, I think you could, uh, the floor should at least be yeah, at worst seven, but I can easily see us going eight or nine again if if we have if Dart ends up you know developing and you get people got to realize now he's a freshman he's a young kid too like he's good but he's not going to come in and just be you know Matt Corral I can tell you that right now it's going to be a year or two for him or or a year at least a season so um, but I mean I think our absolute floor would be seven seven to seven to eight with with you know all those guys assuming our defense is is solid as well so i, I can see somewhere in there that seven to eight range if everything goes right what's the ceiling i think you i think you see eight nine you know potentially a ten ten's tough but um you know and that all depends on how everybody else is as well you know does arkansas take that next step does lsu bounce back with all their talent um is auburn gonna be any good i mean they always got a lot of talent but you know they're going through a little bit of change of quarterback so yeah i mean it's um it's just a matter of how everybody else plays. But, I mean, I think if, if we reload and, and do well, if, let me tell you, if we were to come out and win eight or nine next year, it would be, that'd be one of the, the craziest, um, you know, t- turn of events ever because you look at all the coaches and players we lost. I mean, the, it's just – it's hard to realistically expect anything when you sit down and write the list of guys that we lost off of, off of that team this year, that 10-2 and two team. So if we were to mess around and go back there, that would be very, very impressive. Mike McNatt at M. McNatt, with Lane being mentioned with every job opening, do you think that has any bearing 
on why so many of our coaches have left on their own? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think guys, you know, the staff that came here, a lot of them from, from a bunch of different places. And, you know, Kevin Smith went back to Miami area where I think that's, that's kind of his stomping grounds. And Levy goes to OU, um, you know, where he went to school. So, I mean, he had some departures that were, um, you, know, you can understand, heck, um, Wilson Love goes to Oregon. Well, why? Because their facilities are ridiculous. I mean, your strength coach, you want the best of the best facility. Um, you, there's no one in the nation that can compete with that one. So, um, yeah, there, there's reasonings behind all these. It's not just, um, you know, it's a lot of these guys are taking their own opportunities and, um, you know, they're getting to go to cool schools and, and, and places that they may have more interest than, than what we feel as fans. We like Ole Miss, you know, but maybe they don't quite feel like, feel that we do. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you want. You want schools wanting your assistance. You know, as long as they stay away from your head coach, you're good. Colonel Reb 01 at Colonel Reb 01. How long or short of a leash does Kermit have? Depends on if the bottom falls out, if the bottom drops out. B Ford at B Ford 89. Why is on three downgraded Zach Evans from the five star that he once was? They haven't. Kevin at KEC 331759. Do you like the transfer portal drama? And does the drama help or hurt our national profile with other transfers, recruits, and coaches? Well, typically, this would be after the institution of the early signing period, this would be the slow time. I like it that there's so much to follow for fans in recruiting because recruiting is the biggest draw. So it does make things or keep things rather interesting. This would be basketball time. And while, yes, I'm sure a lot of people love Ole Miss basketball, at the end of the day, football at Ole Miss and pretty much everywhere else in the SEC, football is king. It reigns supreme. So if you can continue that conversation, even in off-season times, that's a good thing. So, yeah, I like it. But does it hurt or help the national profile? How would it hurt for Ole Miss to be mentioned in contention with other top programs for the best players in the country? That can only help. I have been filled out. What a weird name. At Kiffin's <laughs> Paycheck. Last one here. Does the USC assistant hire have anything to do with dart slash trick? A little bit, but that's not the holdup. But a little bit. Certainly yeah. a positive development, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I will say this. I I, I was I had no idea we were hiring a USC assistant. So um, Shout out to Zach Berry. He first reported that. I've actually talked to the guy. Good guy is Dane Stevens. Really good guy. Yeah, so I mean that's a um that's a good development. I it's always I'm sure John David knew him. Um and I'm I'm sure Dart knows him well. So um not definitely wasn't involved with, with what's holding us up. So um yeah, it'll be be interesting to see everything get get played out here. If they get him or if they don't, we'll share what happened. Brad more than me, because it's his story to tell. I don't know as much as Brad. He won't even tell me. <laughs> Dude. I am very, very trustworthy when it comes to, to information. I know, man, I just can't, it's not my place first off. Um, and secondly, you know, I, I will at some point talk about it, but I don't want to put anything out there that gets all, all mainstream going around and, you know, it affects, you know, Ole Miss or, or the kid himself. So it's just not, it's not my style and I don't gain or, or anything by doing that. So well, just um, tell me real quick, no one's listening. <laughs> well, we will at some point. We'll talk all about it, and if we don't get him, I will. I will be be more than happy to to um, to let it out there. How about this? If they don't get him, it'll be the Brad frustration dump fest podcast. If they do get him, I'll tell it, and you can just be like, "Yeah," but it doesn't matter. They got him. You can be the happy. Guy. Yeah. If we get him, I will be singing praises. Mm. Like 
There it is. No matter what happens, we will tell you what went down. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. That was an impromptu mailbag before we talked to Nick Broker, Ole Miss offensive lineman on the Modern Woodman phone line. Thank you, buddy. We're going to talk again on Wednesday. Yep, sounds good. See you, Ben. Hotty toddy. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, going down to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to Nick Broker, Ole Miss offensive lineman. Before we do, let's hear from BNA Bank. This is Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together.
This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Nick Broker, Ole Miss offensive lineman, announced his return to Ole Miss for one final season a couple of weeks ago. Before we jump to Nick, have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever actually going to be able to retire? If so, give my friend Thomas Chandler at Modern Woodman a call. Thomas specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Woodman offers anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186 and start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Nick, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for coming on and doing this. Recently announced that you're coming back to Ole Miss. What all went into that decision for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely considered a lot of things. Um, you know, and I, in the end, I thought this was the best decision for me and my family. Just have another year and get better physically and mentally. Um, kind of show I can do some more and uh, get my college degree, too. So uh, I think it was a better decision for me. Now, you'd been considering for a long time to jump to the NFL, and the expectation was after this year that you would go. So why was it the right decision to come back? Yeah, um, like I said, you know, Ole Miss does a great job of kind of communicating with the players uh, on their end about what they've been hearing. So, uh, you know, got some reports that said to come back to school. So, uh, you know, I thought that was probably best for me. Now that you've gotten that NFL feedback and know what you need to work on, what are those things? What are those areas where you're trying to improve? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just kind of, you know, work this whole offseason more on technique, kind of uh, sharpen up a couple things and definitely getting stronger too. Those are kind of like the two main things this uh, offseason for me. Could you play guard potentially? Yeah, I mean, that's something we've, uh, you know, handed out, especially at the next level was uh, because of my arm length in the NFL, I'd probably play some guard. So, uh you know, still trying to figure th- some of the things out with Coach. Looking at what you got returning up front, only Ben Brown and Orlando Umana count as losses from last year's offensive line. Big pieces, but you're back. Jeremy James, Caleb Warren, you add Mason Brooks, not to forget Eli Acker. What do you like about this group? Yeah, we're all pretty fired up. Like you said, we have a lot of experience coming back, a lot of snaps played, and, uh, a lot of you know snaps played in some really big atm- big time atmospheres. You know, going on the road in some pretty hostile places, and adding Mason, you know, who's played a lot of football too, and uh, the kind of player he is, and kind of guy he is too. More importantly, you know, uh, I think we we really uh, got a good group this fall. What do you like about the team that's returning, coming off a of ten and three, the tenth all time appearance in the Sugar Bowl? You lose a lot, but what can you take from that experience? And what do you like about the team returning? Yeah, uh, I mean, we have a lot of guys coming back, too. Obviously, you know, guys like Matt and Braylon, Drummond are leaving, uh, Ben and Nano are gone, too, and a lot of other guys on defense like Sam and Chance and Jay Jones and uh, Spring. But, I mean, when you look at it, you know, we had a lot We had a lot of younger guys, too. And then, uh, you know, offensive line, defensive line, I think we've got a lot of really good pieces coming back. And with the staff that we have uh, and kind of getting that taste of what winning feels like, you know, I think a lot of guys are really more driven to kind of do more than just get to the Sugar Bowl. Look, I don't have to tell you this is not a secret. The offensive line didn't perform particularly well in the Sugar Bowl. Did that leave a bad taste in y'all's mouths? And what kind of motivation does that provide y'all now that you're back? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was definitely sour taste in all of our mouths, and especially in the offensive line. Just we didn't play our best, and, you know, games like that happen. But, uh, you know, uh, we really are, you know, attacking it hard to kind of, you know, not let things like that happen again. Now, I've gone this long. I've got to ask you now. Picture comes up on social media. Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg on official visits to Ole Miss. Behind them, one of their hosts is Nick Broker. What is the Nick Broker, Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg update? 
Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, I saw it when they came, you know, we really enjoyed it, you know, as players. And uh, you can tell they definitely really fit in with us really well. And that's always really cool to see uh, just guys, you know, uh, kind of interact with us the way they did. You know, it was really fun to see. Good answer. Good answer. Are they coming to Ole Miss, Nick? I'm hoping so. You know, uh, that's what I want, obviously. Um, those are two really good players. And uh, obviously, like I said, they fit in really well. So anytime you kind of get that match, that's something that really fits in well, especially at a place like Ole Miss. Now, when kids come on a visit, how do you treat them? Do you treat them differently because they've been through it before? I mean, you've hosted these guys before. What do you put into it? How does that work? Yeah, a lot of it's kind of like what they want to do, too. I mean, they kind of can, you know, can kind of control, you know, what they want to do, uh, kind of take them out to dinner and things like that. And then uh, let them meet all the guys. I think that's kind of like the most important part is getting, you know, around all the guys and hanging out. You know, we were able to take them to the basketball game and they're able to interact with us there and meet some of the guys, too. And, you know, I think that stuff's really important, kind of get a kind of get a feel for everybody. Were they saying, yeah, Nick, I'm coming, I'm coming? <laughs> never, never put him on the spot like that, huh? Okay. Definitely told him how badly we wanted him, though. You've been put on a lot of like highly recruited kids, like top targets for Ole Miss. Do you take pride in that, being a guy that hosts guys that Ole Miss wants? Yeah, definitely. I think that's something I really enjoy. I, I love, you know, being able to host and uh, being around the guys and interacting with everybody, you know, and I think we do a really good job, you know, as a staff of recruiting, but also, you know, the player interaction, because I think that's, you know, at least when I was in your recruit, I thought that was a really big aspect of it. You know, those are the guys you spend all the time with and everything like that. So being able to interact with everybody is definitely a big part of it. A lot of turnover this offseason, not just with players going to the portal or going pro, but also with the coaching staff. What's the team response been like to so much turnover? Has it been just kind of uh, do what you got to do? Yeah, I think that's kind of part of it when you play college football is, you know, you see coaches going, uh, everything like that, especially off the season we just had. Um, you know, having such a great year, you know, Coach Kiffin said it best. I mean, coach, some of those coaches are going to be targets to, you know, land at other places. And, uh, you know, it's part of the deal. It's, uh, you know, it's tough from a standpoint, a relationship standpoint. You, you kind of build some really good relationships. But, uh, you know, when you have a new coach in, you try to learn uh, from them as well and kind of bring both aspects of, of a learning standpoint uh, with that. So what's Nick Savage been like so far as the new strength and conditioning coach? Yeah, he's been awesome. I think, you know, he's done a really great job, you know, not just with his workouts, but kind of doing a great job as being, you know, there for us and being a great leader for us. Uh, I think, you know, as a team, we've really enjoyed Coach Savage and responded really well to him. What's the biggest difference? Because Wilson Love is very unique in his approach to Nick Savage, who has accomplished and has done it at Mississippi State at Florida. What's the biggest difference between the two? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Love was really vocal um, with us and everything like that. And Coach Savage is still vocal and obviously gets after us a little bit, but he, he leads by example. Um, that's kind of been his big philosophy is, you know, not what I say, but how I do it. So uh, I think that's something that it's really cool to see as well. Kind of get both aspects of that. Have you seen a difference with how the team carries itself? Is the approach different? Do you sense that the team just in general is different? Yeah, definitely. You can see there's a lot more motivation. You know, even after the Outback Bowl game, you know, we sensed that there was more. And after losing the Sugar Bowl, you know, I still think there's a feeling of, you know, there's still a lot more to do. There's still a lot more to accomplish. And, you know, after being in a venue like the Sugar Bowl, you know, that was a super special atmosphere to be a part of. I think, you know, we can still bump it up and on. And I think that's something we're really striving to do. It's really weird that you're one of like the old guys on the team now. Is it weird? 
uh, a little bit, you know, um, to kind of be considered, you know, one of the older guys and have playing as many games and starting and everything like that. Uh, think about the aspect, you know, it is pretty wild to think about, you know, it's kind of fun. It's just flown by really. It's gone by super fast. And, um, but, uh, you know, I'm really excited about it. You know, it's gonna be a little different, but I, I was pretty fortunate with the older guys ahead of me, like Alex Gibbons, Royce, Ben Brown, you know, kind of the guys in charge of the room. So, uh, you know, I feel really confident about it right now. What's your expectation for Ole Miss football in 2022? I think just seeing what we've seen so far in workouts and the guys coming back, I think we, we have a lot of high expectations for ourselves. You know, I think, uh, you know, we want to do something more than just go to a sugar bowl this year. I think that's kind of how the whole team feels. And we still kind of have that sour taste in the mouth. And uh, obviously we can't play a game for a little while, but uh, you know, that's that's something that we've really been thinking about a lot uh, this offseason so far. What have you seen from some of the newcomers? Zach Evans, Quinshawn Judkins is already on campus, Davis and Nick Benoist, and a lot of really good players that have come in. What have you seen from them? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent. Um, the guys that we got, you know, from the new faces and everything, uh, we really did a great job in recruiting with them. You know, it's been it's going to be really fun, you know, block for some of those guys and kind of get them out into the space. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of big play capability with them. What do you do about incorporating those guys into a locker room? Is that a hard thing to do, or does that just kind of happen? I think it's kind of natural, um, especially with some of the transfers, just because they've already been a part of locker rooms. You know, they really know what it's like uh, and how special it is. So uh, some of the freshmen are a little quiet at first, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it, you know, you got to just try to get them involved as much as you can and things like that. Off-season workouts, you know, those are great times to grow together just because everybody's – you know, 6 a.m. runs and everybody's running together. Those are really great, like, team bonding things as well. No matter who's the quarterback next year, it won't be Matt Corral. How different will it be in spring football to have an offense not led by him? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it's going to be a little different at first, you know, not having him in the huddle. But, uh, you know, I think that's something Luke did really well in the Sugar Bowl was kind of controlling the huddle and being the guy and knowing that he was the guy. Um, so that was something I was really proud of him about. And, you know, whoever's the quarterback this year, I think, you know, we trust the coaches. We trust whoever's back there. and uh, You know, we know we're going to have a really, a really good guy back there slinging it. What was the locker room response to Luke stepping into the Sugar Bowl and doing some good things? Yeah, I think a lot of the outcome we wanted from the game. But one big positive was, was how well Luke played and, you know, how well uh, he was able to really escape from the pocket given he wasn't really given many live chances to do so. You know, being in a red jersey at practice and everything and, uh, for him to kind of make moves like that on the fly was really impressive to see. He's Nick Broker, Ole Miss left tackle, maybe a guard next year, but he's coming back. Whatever he plays, he's coming back for one more year. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.